Bam, bam, bam. What is good, Hollywood? Welcome back to another episode of Getting Down with Chris Brown, where I bring all the uh, the fuego, the fire, the uh, hot and sizzling daily topics as I am bored as fuck in isolation, bringing you everything um, which is going on in the world, okay? Removing the barrier between entertainment and education. Bam, bam, bam. But uh, in reality, yeah, I'm just losing my shit on day five of isolation. This COVID-19 quarantine bullshit has been going on for quite a while now. But let me tell you, it's an entire different ball game being locked up in isolation in the hotel apartment by myself. So thank fuck for technology and social media and Zoom and so on because fuck it, it's pretty bad. It's pretty boring just not being able to, to go out and do anything. But yeah, one of the funniest things here that, I, that I've kind of worked out is when they come and drop off my meals because as I told you yesterday, they drop them off three times per day just like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and like, I'm, I'm a pig. So, and I'm like being starved here. I'm, I'm used to eating way more, way, way larger amounts of food. So, by the time my food comes, I'm like waiting on hand for the meals to arrive. And like, when, when it comes, it, it's, it's at, uh, what, 7 a.m., 12 o'clock, and like 6 o'clock. I'm ready for it, and then I just hear bang, 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 bang on my door, and then I, I like get up, run out there, and then open the door, and I look outside, and there's like plastic bags with the meals uh, inside them, and if I look, look down the hallway, I can see them outside every door, but I can never see the person who drops them off. They are sneakier than uh, a cat, and I've had enough of their sneakiness. To the food delivery guy, I know you're listening and you're a sneaky person. I don't know who you are, food delivery person. I don't know what you want. If you're looking to stay coronavirus free, I can tell you I'm a clean as a whistle, COVID-19 free. But what I do have is a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you don't give me more snacks, that will be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't give me some snacks, some shitty Pringles, some more lamingtons and a decent drink, maybe a coconut water, maybe some blueberries, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you okay sorry i'm just getting distracted uh but back to the podcast but in today's episode i want to talk a bit about el pinche raton the talk of the internet right now the rainbow rat a guy named daniel hernandez who you probably know by the name of takashi 69 love him or hate him it doesn't matter But certainly, one thing for sure is that you know who he is. Doesn't matter who you are, on any social media, you know who he is. You've seen him. The guy with the fucking, the uh, the rainbow hair, the the rainbow rat. 
But uh, a little bit of backstory about what's going on with El Raton right now. Well, Takashi69, he got sentenced in like December 2019 for federal charges, which uh, I believe it was including like racketeering, which uh, I don't know, that's more of, of like a broad sense. But I think in this case, it's associated with like murder, kidnapping, gambling and robbery. And also for like weapons and drugs charges. Who knows? Pretty much he was just up to the standard gang gang shit. But the thing is that Takashi69, he testified against nine of his former gang associates of Nine Trey Gangster Bloods. That's like his gang name. Sorry for the little, uh, the, my little sound effects. But yeah, what happened, Takashi made a plea deal which spared him from the minimum 47-year sentence. And the judge even gave this uh, this Rainbow Rapper star credit for helping prosecutors send a bunch of his gang members to prison. Like, come on. But uh, what happened, he came out saying on social media already that he has no regrets since they kidnapped him, beat the shit out of him, uh, they were fucking with his baby mama, uh, you know, oh, I saw that just this morning Snoop Dogg came out and he's uh, he's like called, calling out Takashi69, all media platforms out, even Meek Mill, calling them all suckers for doing sucker shit, you know, for, for giving him so much clout. So this drama already, yeah, I, I don't really like care about any of it. I know most people don't give a fuck anyway. But anyway, what my goal here is today is to share with you some information branching off yesterday's episode. Since Takashi69, he's a great example of marketing and branding. So as I said, it doesn't matter if you love him or hate him. There's, uh, you know, there's something to learn off him. Maybe you've wondered why he's even in the media so much, you know, like, I, I know I've heard before, he, he's got he's got the rainbow hair, he looks like a gangster blood, had a baby with a fucking My Little Pony, and, you know, he, he looks weird. Anyway, I, and I've heard before people being like, oh, that's the only reason that he's, that he's famous, because he does that, but that's not the case. He's like 24 years old, he's already been in jail for a long time. And like smashing the records. So since Takashi, since his first appearance back on social media, he's like smashed the record for the most live stream viewers at one time, like uh, simultaneously. Like uh, I don't think uh, it wasn't last night; it was the night before. He had two million people watching him on Instagram live at once. Smashed the records. Two million people watching this rapper. At once on Instagram Live, no mummers. He even just broke Eminem's record for the most YouTube views on a hip hop music video in the first 24 hours. Eminem had it with his song uh, "Kill Shot," which that done 38.1 million do- million views in 24 hours. And this recent track that um, Takashi 69 just dropped—it's called "Gooba." It did 43.5 million. No mummers. Now, what I want to share with you is, you know, what's the marketing behind Takashi 69 If you do think it's just by luck or by chance, then you're literally kidding yourself. Remember, he's only 24 years old. He's, uh, he's been locked up for a long time. 
or I guess not a long time in the sense of his other gang members. But uh, yeah, if you just think it's by luck or by chance, you're kidding yourself, okay? Remember that uh, in life, there's two things that don't lie. Numbers don't lie. And Takashi, he's got all the records, pretty much, for, for, the, for the music, hip-hop and rap at the moment. And secondly, the eyes don't lie, Chico. Okay? But yeah, Takashi, he, he's, he's killing, killing the numbers. And numbers don't lie. So, love him or hate him. Anyway, let's... Yeah. You get the point. Now, if you break Takashi 69 if you break him down logically... Like, logically, his music sucks, okay? His image sucks. His rainbow hair sucks. His tattoo sucks. He's got 69 tattooed on him 69 times. Maybe even more. I don't even know. His, uh, his clothing style sucks. It's, it's, it's too bright, you know? Each to their own for everyone. But uh, I'm guessing a lot of people think it sucks. His, uh, his song choices suck. They don't make sense. It, uh, in you know some of his videos, it looks like his security guards absolutely hate him. Obviously, uh, he, his baby mama hates him since she was like, she was cheating on him. So, how the fuck has he got all the records in the game? How did he receive a ten million dollar record deal for two albums when he was in lockup? How is that possible? You know, why is it's because he's a marketing genius. Well, a marketing genius to some extent. Now, one thing, media loves controversy. Consumers love controversy. You love controversy. Just society in general loves controversy. And Takashi69, he's, he's just revolved constantly around controversy. He doesn't give a fuck, pretty much. He, he does not give a fuck, really. If you if you even saw the videos of, of him, uh, when was it last night, going on, he does not give a fuck about anything. Well, not anything, but what other people think of him, basically. But yeah, what he is, he's like a walking meme. He, he's ra- he's like, raised to fame was built off the meme, the meme culture. He's like constantly causing shit, co- uh, constantly trolling people, rocking the boats, like, uh, I remember if it was last year, two years ago, whenever, he was constantly on the internet and, and Worldstar for just beefing beefing with fucking other rappers. He was always on Instagram Lives, um, you know, calling other people out, going to, I don't know, other countries and, like, rocking up at their place. I know that he, he like, does that for a show, but, like, just, like, yeah, he, he trolls a lot of people. I remember there was that video of him in like Germany or uh, somewhere over in one of those Scandinavian countries where it's like him running down the street. It's like foggy weather and he's in undies carrying an AK-47. And like, come on, he, he, he's, he's good with his content. Like, he's a walking meme. In his latest like Gummo video, he used an animated rat. Like, he's just trolling. He then goes to, at the end of the latest video which is like the number one video in the 24 hours that just beat Eminem's record for a hip-hop video. At the end, he, uh, he says to his followers, to, sorry, he says to his Instagram followers, like, follow his Instagram, Takashi69, and he'll follow back, LOL. Like, come on, he's just, tr- he's a troller. He's just rocking the boat, getting, uh, you know, g- getting people riled up. 
he's uh he's like the, the he takes advantage of uh of comedy and and memes and entertainment he just takes advantage of exactly what this current generation thrives off so there are a few marketing strategies in Takashi's situation which give him so much clout and I just want to share them with you so you can utilize them in your own situation, your business, your own brand. Obviously not use them in the same way. It'd be a lot better to use them in a more inspiring and bettering results for you or your customers or your consumers or whatever you have on offer. So yeah, don't use it in that case, but he's a good a good uh, example to, to learn off. So number one, a very important factor in, in marketing is being able to connect with your target audience. In business, you work out who your ideal customer is. And it's the, the, be- the more specific you can, the better. That's why in business, you, uh, you want to break down who your, who your avatar is. And, um, you know, if you keep things broad and thinking your target audience is everyone, then you're going to struggle selling your product or your service. That's why you break down your, your avatar and you be as specific as possible. Um, so in Takashi's case, he's a genius at connecting with, with the millennials and the, the post-millennials or the Gen Y and the Gen Zs, whatever you want to call it. But like, just remembering that this generation is—it's like the technological generation, where you know you, you can upload one, uh, one five-second video and it gets re-edited, reinterpreted, recreated, and recycled again and again, and goes just goes viral. Fucking fucking TikTok, you know? Like, it's off its head. I don't have it, but like, it's crazy how much people spend on it. Just like getting getting videos to go viral. Okay, but number two, what Takashi does is he captivates his audience through entertainment, comedy, controversy, and what he does, he causes a lot of emotional responses by the viewers. Remember, when you break it down logically, he's, uh, he, he's not, he doesn't come out with good music. I don't think he, he's definitely not the best rapper. He doesn't look the best. When you break it down logically on paper, you're like, what the fuck's going on here? but emotional responses, okay? Think of how many people hate him now for being a rat, but they are still watching his content. He's getting the media platforms fucking paid. He's breaking the records for, for his shitty song, Gummo, that just came out 24 hours ago. So remember that if he just kept things normal, if he didn't cause any controversy, then there's no way that his music would be... Uh, you know, would be going viral. His music's, you know, just, just, just think, just watch his his music video, uh, his music video, and like, think to yourself: if you had not heard this before, what what would your like, you, you know, your response be to it? How, how do you like it? Because I don't know. I'm speaking for myself here, but I've never jumped into a car with my mate or whatever and heard anyone like bumping his uh, his latest album. Like, obviously, uh, a ton of people probably do, but, uh, you know, I've never jumped in a car and everyone's like, let's listen to Takashi 6 ix latest mix. Like, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people probably do, but um, it's more more of his image, 
more of his brand. Okay, I to be honest, I don't mind like a, a couple of his songs, a couple like a couple of his his verses here and there. But fuck, it's pretty dog shit to be honest. But yeah, really, he's uh he's. Number one thing here is he, the clout that he creates, his brand, and like his fundamental marketing framework, which is captivating the mil- the millennials and or the post millennials. That's what he's a genius at. So yeah, lastly, to be fair, I think everyone's quite intrigued with what's going on since there hasn't been any decent rap beef since Biggie and Tupac. I know I was too I was too young at the time. To even um, you know know what was going on back then, I think Tupac died in like '96 around then. Um, but uh, yeah, at the moment it's like this West Coast versus East Coast shit. Snoop Dogg just calling him out. Even Fifty Cent, who's you know he's uh, East East Coast as well, and uh, and he's saying he's not going to collaborate with Six Nine as you as you would expect for being a rat. So let's just see what happens in the future. I don't think it's going to go too well for Takashi 69 flashing all all this shit like on his first day back at back from prison but who cares in reality the takeaway we can gather from this life-changing episode is that I am bored as fucking isolation I'm struggling it's only fucking 9 uh, 9:30 a.m. and I'm bored and I'm not bored I'm just fucking doing shit I've got too much energy and like I need to uh use it it's hard being uh locked up in like one little apartment but uh anyway thank you to you and the other 7.8 billion listeners for today's podcast make sure you tune in tomorrow where i will tell you some fucking bangers about drm these tricks will change your life you might be asking or thinking to yourself what is drm but you'll have to wait for tomorrow's episode to find out Peace.